0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Merry Christmas, everybody. I know that's politically incorrect, but here we are. Welcome, Picks and Parlays, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for your edification and sports betting enjoyment. What better way to pass the holidays than counting a little extra dough in the wallet? Well, we're gonna help you out here. I'm Nick Gieber, find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber. We've got a special Christmas edition today, and we're gonna cover some Christmas NBA games, plus a whole plethora of bowl games, plus our very own Alley Third Degree Burns, and Craig trap at the end are gonna give you their patented NBA rapid fire. So get ready for that loads to get to but as always the way to do it is to get a pen and paper because we're going to give away so many free picks it's our christmas gift to you you don't want to miss them but if you want a little extra something you can go to our website picksandparlays.net, and you'll see we have a bunch of expert picks there as well look we have 35 of the best handicappers in the business you can get their expert picks all that detailed analysis and right now, we have a special promo code BOWL, that's B-O-W-L, because of course it is college bowl season. 15% off everything you put in the cart, you greedy little person. Go on, load it up, load it up, enjoy it all, and even better, enjoy the 15% savings and then the winnings that no doubt will come along with it, net. If you want to participate in the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that by uh, filling out the comment section on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. We'll see it here in the studio and our Ace production team of Elves will do their very best to put it up on the screen, and I will respond to it during the show. Picksandparlays.net is your one-stop shop for all your handicapping needs, all your sports betting, sports... Look, if you're going to bet on sports, bet with the top information. Here's what we got today. I'm going to run down it quickly. Uh, First segment, I'm going to have Sean Higgs, Higgy Smalls. We're going to talk NBA Christmas Day plus a bowl game or two. Then, Chip Chicken Dinner Chirimbus will join me, straight from the TARDIS, out of the time machine, we're going to do some college football bowls, and then finally, as I said, Craig Wapo Trap and Ali Third Degree Burns will give us our patented NBA rapid fire, 14 minutes to build your bankroll. All right, I'm going to take a break, gather my thoughts, get everyone ready, have a little eggnog, be right back with you after this. Ho, 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 ho. And then there's Higgy Smalls, welcome back. I'm your host Nick Gibb. This is Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Where we are each and every weekday, 4 p.m. Pacific, pardon me, 4 p.m. Eastern, or 1 p.m. on the left coast. Uh, you know, I've been traveling the world, delivering presents to children, so I'm a little discombobulated in terms of time zones today. There were a lot of lumps of coal given out. Well, what can I say? All right, let's get to it. We promised some NBA and a college bowl game or two. Joining me, my elf straight from the North Pole, Higgy Smalls world-famous well, rap star and also handicapper extraordinaire. You can find him at net. Higgy, Merry Christmas
2: to you. And Merry Christmas to you. Not not the North Pole, just North Jersey.
1: <laughs> Isn't it the same thing, though? I mean, come on. Just with big hair and bad makeup.
2: The hair. We love our Aquanet hairspray out here for sure.
1: <laughs> All right, well, i tell you what. Let's get to it, shall we? We've got three games to get to today. Um... Two NBA games and a bowl game because we've got lots of bowl games. By the way, we have so many bowl games. Every single one's going to be up at at dot uh, at for you, and of course our expert picks are there. You can right now until tomorrow get our bowl special $199, one ninety nine one capper, all their bowl picks $299, two ninety nine two cappers, all of their bowl picks. You certainly want to take advantage of that. Um, let's get to it, shall we, Higgy? Let's start with the Celtics at the Raptors. The Celtics twenty and seven. against the spread. They're on a three-game winner most recently, that 119-93 win over the Hornets. They're 8-6 straight up, 8-5-1 against the spread away from home. Uh, Gordon Haywood, uh, Marcus Smart, question marks. However, Ennis Cantor is probably going to be back for this game. They're 7-2 against the spread the last nine. And the Raptors, 21-9, 18-12 against the spread. They lost to the Pacers. That snapped a nice five-game winner for them. Uh, they're 13-3 and three straight up, 11-5 against the spread at the home. By the way, I didn't know this. They're fourth in the league in three-pointers. Uh, the total is over in four of the last five versus the Celtics. And, and Higgy, I know this line opened, I think, at two-and-a-half. Uh, Raptors, two-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 213. But I understand this has shifted quite a bit.
2: Yeah. As we're doing the prep right here, it goes right to four, right out of the gate. I mean, what? Uh, and I said to you off I'm like, "What? How did this just move two points, a point and a half, in 30 seconds?" But it did. Um, and I don't really, I necessarily do not agree with that move. I kind of like the Celtics here. This is yeah. one of those games. You know, for me, Toronto was overachieved all season. They're 21 and nine, 13 and three at home. I get spicy. P. Siakam's having a great year, 25 points a game. But I'm that aggressive to the Celtics. I just think they're a better team overall. You're getting four points. It's the def- you know defending champs you want to knock them off you're going to get the a game here at on christmas day i'm getting four points with a, a team i think is better i'm going to take the celtics here regardless of that point move i think that's a great uh move
1: there higgy i really do you know i am um i'm a big one for momentum and for the you know, mental state of teams uh, as opposed to maybe just the stats i, I think you're right i think you got the celtics who've got something to prove Away from home, you've got the Raptors. Their uh, yeah. five-game winner was just snapped with that loss. So maybe they're reeling a bit. Uh, they, they're also doing really well. It's the holiday season. You know, they want to go and get to the nightclubs and hop in their Ferrari <laughs> and do whatever it is they're going to do. Uh, I, I'm with you. I like the Celtics on this one. I think that's a great pick. Uh, but what about the total, two thirteen
2: and a half? We going over? Um, I would lean under here. I would lean under uh, just because... We don't try to like so ramp up a little bit more defense. So if we're gonna play a total, go on that two thirteen.
1: All right, sounds like a good one. All right, let's move uh, along, shall we? The Milwaukee Bucks at Philly 76ers. The Bucks 27 and 418 and 13 against the spread. Uh they are four and nine in the last ten most recently. It's one seventeen eighty-nine win over the Pacers. We're talking about the Pacers a lot <laughs> today for people that have played them recently. Uh they're twelve and two straight up, eight and six against the spread away. Uh, They lead the league in scoring, rebounding, and they're second in field goals. Bucks are a hot, hot, hot team right now. Six and one against the spread in the last seven. And the Sixers, by the way, also pretty hot. 22 and 10, 14, 17, and one against the spread. They're on a two-game winner. They just beat the Pistons 125 to 109. They're 15 and two straight up, eight and nine against the spread at home. The total is over in six of the last seven for the Sixers. And interestingly enough, the total is only 222.5 on this. And the Sixers, another line movement, Higgy, because they opened as three-point favorites, and I understand that's moved now as well.
2: Yep, up to up to four and a half. So obviously, the you know early money comes right in on two home teams, short faves here on Christmas Day. And it might be a square play. Milwaukee getting four and a half. and you know. And I said before, I, I'm like I was like Milwaukee. I, I think I might be actually going to the Sixers now. Here, i might have to change mm. the graphic because a four and a half. They're, I mean, are they begging you to take Giannis and this Bucks team and plus four and a half? That, is, that just seems an atrocious line to me. I know they're 15-2 and two at home, the Sixers, and I don't even like the Sixers that much. I don't, you know, I, I think Al Horford's Chief for them. I thought they could be doing better. 27-4, 12-2 on the road, and you're getting four and a half?
1: That I look, that's Jersey, a little fishy to me. If three everything. and a half, I'd be like,
2: hey, I'm going to take the Bucks. I think everybody's going to be in Milwaukee getting points like that. I'm going to go Sixers in the over.
1: Sixes in the over. Like it. I think another great pick. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that's a good pick on the Sixers as well. It,
2: and right, it's, let, listen, the Bucs, I think the Bucs are great. They're so deep. They're a hugely deep team, uh, deeper than Philly. But, I don't know, man. That line moves just, it's just a weird number. Give me the Sixers here. I'm, I am might make it a premium play, even though you're getting it for free here on the video. But, you hear that? I, that's like, a it. Pre- I like it. That's one there.
1: of his premium plays, and he just slipped his tongue and gave it to you for free. Think of it as he's he small. I'm very- delivering like Santa. <laughs> Very own Christmas gift to you, folks. All right. Uh, in fact, I will go bet that as soon as we're done with the show. All right. FSU Arizona, let's turn our attention uh, to a little college football. The Sun Bowl, the Knolls, 6 6 six, four seven and one against the spread. 11-3-1 against the spread in the last 15 bowl games. Uh, you know, this this is a story that we're going to see kind of uh, with this, particularly with this game. But Cam Akers... Their running back is sitting out to protect himself for the 2020 draft. They got a new coach, new coordinators are hired at FSU, but they're not in charge. It's still the old guys, uh, uh, Willie Taggart staff running the show. They're six one one against the spread in the last eight season postseason games as a as as a dog. And as for ASU, it's basically the same thing. They put up an average of just 25.2 points a game, but they've got a bunch of players sitting out for the NBA draft. An NFL draft, excuse me, not NBA draft. Their <laughs> offensive coordinator was fired. I mean, you've got two teams that have no business being in a bowl game here to start with. And then you've got a bunch of them whose best players are deciding that uh, they're not going to at least give one last game to the school that paid for their education and taught them how they couldn't even spell their name and so that they and, and drool on themselves. I mean, but hey, they're going to graduate. Uh, look, there's every, everything that's wrong with collegiate sports is what's going on with this particular bowl game in my mind. But regardless, Arizona, four and a half point favorites, total 54. How can you be, have a favorite in this game when everybody's sitting out? It doesn't make sense to me.
2: Uh, you know, and you talk about spelling their names. I can't even, I had to write down how to spell this kid's wide receiver from Arizona State who's sitting out. Listen, Herm, great job for them. Back to back ball games. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know. Ayuk, I, I, whatever. I- so listen, who thought Herm was going to come here and get back to back ball games? I sure as heck didn't think he's gonna get back to back. I didn't think he's gonna one, but here he is. But as you mentioned, Ayuk's uh, out, Benjamin's out, new off, new coordinators on offense, and you're laying points in El Paso. That's fun. The, the Tony the Tiger stumble. But I'm actually looking at Florida State. At first, I'm like Arizona State's the way to go, even though you know, uh, as you mentioned, Ackers is out, and they're six and six. But Haggins is an interim. He came in here when Jimbo left. Forty-two thirteen win over Southern Miss. So the teams respond to them. They've won a couple games. I actually like Florida State here. Uh, I, I like the under Florida State. I might actually sprinkle a little money line here on Florida State. They are Florida nice. State. I get, I get they're down. They still get four- and five-star recruits. This is still a, a prideful program, and the players got something to prove. You think they want to be six and seven? You know, well, the uh, Taggart Cam, experiment was Cam a, a-, a brutal failure. You know, just, playing. I don't know, Florida State, money line, and the under here. You know what someone should do? Someone should just decide that they're going to
1: fail him his last two courses and make him do another year at university. There we go. All right.
2: That's not nice. to do. That's oh, definitely a uh, that. call in the stocking for How these guys. How can you go that through that?
1: Play for your school. Have pride. Take a scholarship. And then the, finally, the bowl game. You're like, oh, well, you know. I mean, see, I got you?
2: mixed feelings on that, Nick. I mean, I get and people like they should pay. You get, you get, a, you know, you're. You get a free ride, you get schooling, board, food, you get, you know, medical, you get all that stuff, you're covered there. So I taking a game off, especially a small bowl, I really can't knock these guys. I mean, okay. if you're going to be an NFL guy, I could see why why risk it there. That's you know, one game. All
1: right. It's not like you they sit out the whole so year much. and declared themselves for the draft. Up next, you've got to be around. It's Christmas Chicken Dinner. Chip Chirimbus, up next. welcome oh, back. Welcome back, Pecks and Polly's our special Christmas edition. Despite the fact that my guest right now doesn't believe it's Christmas, well, you know, he's just bah humbug to Ebenezer Scrooge sitting next to me right now. A man who my Christmas attire. Well, Ebenezer, come on. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. Indeed. All right, I'm already well, already gifted out. You <laughs> All right, well, let's welcome to the show uh, my good friend. Uh, the uh, let me put it to you this way. There's the Grinch that stole Christmas, (laughs) and then there's Krampus, the German Christmas monster that takes bad children and puts them in his basket and eats them from the feet upwards so they can see themselves being consumed. I'd like to welcome Krampus Chip Chirimbus to the show. Chip,
0: welcome. Well, thank you. It's
1: great to be here once again, <laughs> even if it's a day late. Ah, <laughs> uh, day late, but not a dollar show. No, we're That's when you're short. with Chip
0: Chirimbus. Uh, the man is on a winning streak. Tell us a little bit, Chip, well, we've been your t- bowl games, how have t- they been doing? We swept the board Saturday 3 and 0 with three bowl games highlighted by Washington over Boise as our Megabuck Best Bet winner. And these are the things we thrive on, and we've been saying it a long time. I'm the big game player, postseason wizard, and we have more in store. We're gonna do a few games today right here. And nothing but winners out Shipper, there. Shipper, are you a
1: player or are you a playa? I, I mean, there's a difference. Are you a I Can mean, you, you explain
0: play- the difference to me? Off <laughs> camera. Okay.
1: All right, let's get to it, shall we? Uh, let's start. We've got three bowl games to choose from here. Uh, why don't we start with uh, the least interesting one right. of the lot. Let's start with the one that actually was cancelled last year due to lightning. Right. Uh, let's talk about the first responders bowl. And by the way, yes. if there is a bowl to be cancelled for lightning, you think the first responders bowl is the one? You think there's enough first responders? That was there a case? great cue. Yes. Anyone should get struck. Uh, this is the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, eight and four, eight and four against the spread. They started one and two, but then went seven and two straight up. By the way, they had wins against UAB. Army. They had wins on the road against Arkansas and Southern Miss. That's pretty impressive stuff, by the way. They're 21st in the NCAA in scoring defense, 43rd in rushing. Total has gone over in four of the last five, and they're facing the Western Michigan Broncos, 7-5, 5-6-1 five, five, against the spread. They're just 2-12 and 12 against the spread as a dog. Their offense, 34.2 points per game averaging. They're 4-2 against the spread in the last six. Not surprisingly, the Hilltoppers' favorites. But Chipper, I'm surprised. It's actually a very small favorites, three and a half well, point favorites,
0: and and a fair total, by the way, fifty-two. Explain this one to me. All right. Well, what's happened is Western Kentucky is coming off a three and nine season, so um, they've really snuck up on a lot of their opponents so far um, this year. And Western Michigan, coming from the MAC, at seven and five, led the MAC in scoring, like you said, thirty-four points a game. But the MAC is horrendous in bowl games. They really have an absolutely horrible history. And Western Michigan is two and eight as a dog against the points. They are six and one to the over when they're an underdog. And that may be the way to play here because they're averaging 34 points a game. Whereas this Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers are more defensive oriented. And as a favorite, see they're five and 13 as a favorite. So looking at to lay points here again, against Western Michigan, um, I don't know. It's a very, very shaky thing, other than the fact that the Mac has played so poorly in the bowl games. The only thing that can unify these two teams at the trends, um, Nick, is the fact that uh, Western Kentucky's 7-2 to the over in their last nine, and they're 7-2 to the over when they are a favorite. So I think that's the way to go with these two teams because Western Michigan's record and the bowls, are the Mac's record and the bowls, absolutely horrendous. And Western Kentucky's 3-9 as a favorite here. So I'm going to play this game to go over the total.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think yeah. over the total. I mean, this to me, as I look at these uh, these two teams, this seems very lopsided to me and, in, in in favor of the
0: Hills. And office. we we have to be concerned with the weather conditions and yeah. if there's wind or rain or whatever. So that's always why I'm a little leery about totals when you come to it. But uh, I think that's the way to play with these two.
1: All right, let's move on to the next game, shall we? Uh, let's take care of the Sugar Bowl: okay. Georgia versus Baylor. Uh, the Bulldogs, eleven and two, seven and six against the spread. They look set for the playoffs until. They were blown out by LSU, and look, this is actually. Well, I, I talked about this the other day on a show. I mean, it's. On, uh, I think it was uh, regarding, uh, was it Wisconsin, where they just had that one loss uh, for the ch- for the championship, which they won. Oh, uh, they lost. No, it was Ohio State, right? right. They lost their, their their number one seeding based on a win, but it was a tight right, win for right, one right. game. Uh, I mean, here the Georgia gets. Georgia were the darlings early on in the football season. Remember, I mean, well, everyone they had
0: Jake Fromm, who was very disappointing well, still, this year. Yeah,
1: he right. Everyone was just swooning over Georgia this season, uh, but then they get they get whacked by LSU, who basically right. whack everyone. I mean, let's be honest, uh, in the SEC championship game, Jake Fromm, as you mentioned, though, he's key for this team, and they need a big performance from him. Yeah, There's no do. doubt. He's been a disappointment recently. Four and two against the spread in the last six, and the Baylor Bears. Eleven and two, nine and four against the spread. The problem here is Charlie Brewer may not play; is right. unlikely to play. I think in this, and, and if he got a, a concussion in the Big Twelve title game, right. now if he doesn't play, then Jerry Bohannon, only thrown twenty-one passes all season, he's going to take over. Baylor is under uh, four and two over the last six. I don't know how you bet this one, to be honest, because uh, you know, everything's uh, that uh, young Mr. Brewer. Uh, what's well, gonna happen because oh have they priced it in because you know, Georgia seven and a half point favorites and a 41 and a half point but total. Nick
0: without Brewer in that championship game against Oklahoma they came back with not only their second but third string quarterback so their, their backups are very very capable though Charlie Brewer will have an effect if he's not there you know this Baylor team is 24-9 as an underdog in their last 33 games a very underrated team but Nick they're 2-7-1 out of conference so it seems like they get to the play yeah. in, in, within their conference really well. And there's a storyline here with Georgia returning to the Sugar Bowl, where they lost last year to Texas 28-21. Nick, teams that go back to a bowl game for the second straight year, the second straight year, regardless of what happened the first time, are 6-0 and straight up, 4-2 and against the points. And Georgia is 8-1 and as a favorite in their last nine. Seven and one after a loss, and we know they were pounded by LSU in that SEC championship game. But right now the Georgia has some injuries to their running back Swift, their main back. He's out, and two wide receivers are questionable here. And this Baylor team, though they're so much, there's much improved. They really I think they're oriented around defense, Nick, and I, I think the Georgia team we know is a defensive of, of juggernaut. And I think this is the way to play this with the question marks about Brewer, the inconsistency with Fromm. I think this game is supposed to stay under the total.
1: under. Okay, under 41.5. Yeah. So yeah. not a very high-scoring game no, here it's, at all. No,
0: it's yeah. not, and they're going to have perfect conditions. That's a, that's a pretty low number for a situation where the games to be indoors, perfect conditions in, in the Sugar Bowl. And um, they're telling you that a 21-20 game is not even likely. I think that the number being so shallow is telli- playing to the under here. I think that Baylor's defense and Georgia's defense are going to keep both teams within check.
1: Well, let's talk about the next game because you want to talk. Great under, one. Go uh, ahead. Let's talk under for a minute. Okay. I mean, this next game has two of the top defenses in college football playing right now. Of course, we're talking about the Rose Bowl. It's Oregon whiskey. Uh, the Oregon Ducks, eleven and two, seven and six against the spread. Pack twelve champions. Uh, they lost to Auburn the opening day, but it was that loss to Arizona State. Right. Go figure. Right. That right. really killed off their playoff hopes. They're fifteenth nationally on offense. Uh, Thirty-five. Uh, point nine points per game ninth best defensively at 15.7 points per game given up uh listen justin herbert this is uh, shop window time right for justin no doubt about no it question. it's a big game here and as for the badges 10 and 3 big 10 runners up 10th best defense in the in the ncaa just 16 points per game yeah. uh i guess it's up to justin whether we're going to have a, a scoring game or not but i mean I don't see this one totaled 51, which was a surprise to me, Chipper. Uh, Whiskey are the favorites, two and a half points.
0: Well, there's a, there's a couple of factors or storylines about this that um, I'd like to get to. Um, this Justin Herbert, of course, has 95 career touchdown passes. This Oregon team pounded Utah in the Pac-12 game. They won that game by 22 points, 37-15. It wasn't even close. They dominated the game. And their top running back actually ran through the Utah defense, which was mm. – Uh, Very unusual. But the storyline here between our two really great players, and they're very diverse, Justin Herbert, of course, being the quarterback at Oregon, and the big game player, Jonathan Taylor, who's run for over 6,000 yards for Wisconsin. And this is why a lot of the Wisconsin games do play to the unders, because they are a ground ball control team. Jack Cohn, who threw, uh, you know, I've always said 16 touchdown passes the entire year, has a passer rating, Nick, of 156 which means he's very efficient. They control the ball. And um, this Wisconsin team isn't even ranked, or excuse me, they're ranked lower than Oregon, and yet they come into this Rose Bowl favored, which really raises an eyebrow for me, considering that Oregon uh, is a, has played so well. You know, Nick, this Oregon came within one play against Auburn, the final play of the game, opening game that they lost, and then they got ambushed by Arizona State. Otherwise, they might be one of the final four teams we'd be talking about in the FBS. Um, I just these two clashing i think that um, wisconsin controlling the ball is going to keep this game under they've gone five and two to the under against the pac-12 and usually the pac-12 is considered a high scoring conference naked whereas the big ten is considered a low scoring conference so they're telling me here that the big ten is more or less going to dictate the tempo of this game maybe not the final score but the, the tempo and if you add that oregon is five and one to the under when they're in non-conference I think that's the way to go with these two. T- um, these two teams play to g- play the game to stay under the total.
1: Well, oh, I mean, it only makes sense. You've got the two best defenses in yeah. college, uh, two top ten defenses in college football. I mean, yep. uh, yeah, you, it's a, that's a great pick. But you know, it is unfortunate. I think the way the uh, selection committee yes. uh, selects the teams. I mean, the Rose Bowl is a worthy place for both Oregon and Wisconsin. Well, they sort of belong there, really. They, you know, no, they do. Uh, but you know you have to you have to question it's, it's some of these. I, I don't like it, Chip. I don't exactly. like it because
0: it's. Um, you mean this particular bowl match? No, no, or or just it,
1: the whole way that they seed
0: and that they oh, rank and
1: yeah. that you know there's it, no. a, a big bias over. The not only that, coaches. Nick, um, we
0: know that money talks. Yeah. And they didn't want Utah. They really were very happy Utah got beat because in the right. Final Four, this Oklahoma's more glamorous and they have uh, you know more offensive power than than say their drudgery of the way that Utes play. But
1: ha- having said that, yeah, uh, it's again, money, and we got to go here. But having said that, I'm not sure that there's any team in the final four that don't that don't deserve to be in that place. Oh, uh, so absolutely, but you know, I think you can make arguments for some other teams as well, but difficult arguments. Yeah, well, D- the,
0: they're going to have the same argument when they expand to eight, which they will do, which I'm we, looking forward yeah, to. Can, by the way, you know.
1: which, which I think actually would pretty much be perfect, because I think yeah. if you expand to eight, you're unless, get to unless, and
0: of those teams. Unless they say where well, you're an automatic bid if you win a specific conference. You may have a team win a conference that is like eight and six on the year, and they're right. going to go to the final four. That, I think, is a misnomer. They shouldn't do that. Take the best eight, the best eight overall. Okay, go ahead. We're right, ready to go. we
1: got to go. Come on out. NBA rapid fire with third-degree burns and Craig Trapp. <laughs>
3: Welcome back, and happy holidays to you. I'm Allie Burns, and it's time for our NBA rapid fire for Chris basketball. It's finally here. Um, so today I've got three free NBA picks with me to stuff your stocking a little bit fatter. And I've got Santa's top elf, Craig Trapp. He's going to help me do it. Craig, how are the holidays treating you, my friend?
4: At West, it's uh, in the 50s on Christmas Eve uh, evening or afternoon, I get late afternoon, so... Excited about the big day of Christmas basketball, though, in the NBA. I mean, these, of course, are the featured games. Maybe a few of these matchups aren't what we thought they were going to be with uh, so many injuries, but doesn't mean we can't make just as much money uh, without some of these stars and these teams.
3: That's just it. I always say you might be cashing out your gift certificates on Christmas Day. I'm going to be cashing tickets on Christmas Day. Okay. All right. So let's get this. That's (laughs) the (laughs) idea. Let's get this Christmas party started. We're going to jingle all the way to San Francisco. Uh, The Golden State Warriors are going to take on the Houston Rockets. I was surprised at this line. The Rockets are 21 and nine, and they're on a four game winning streak. Three of those four have been on the road, and that's where they'll find the Warriors. Uh, The Warriors are on a two game winning streak which hey hey guys um that's gonna bring their record to seven and 24 for the season three and seven for the last 10 um, I was a little surprised at this line at minus one and a half towards Golden State do you have that same number
4: no no it's uh ten and a half uh the Rockets are favored by Rockets are favored by ten and a half in this okay there um, we go. spot uh, yeah yeah I mean i I <laughs> that makes more believe sense. me i, I if you're a rockets better, I'm guessing you would wish that, but the total is a uh, two twenty seven and a half I actually surprised it's so high because this rockets team, yes, they score, but the warriors, I mean, when is the last time they scored over a hundred and ten hundred and fifteen points? they are just not that type of team without of course the firepower they did score one thirteen. In a win last time out in 106 uh, the time before that, but they beat the Pelicans and the Timberwolves, two teams that have been really struggling, especially on the road. Um, Before that, they lost uh, five in a row, and the only time they scored above 110 was in an overtime game, um, uh, overtime loss uh, against the New York Knicks, the lowly New York Knicks, that is.
3: Right, yeah, they're averaging about 105 a game. It's not very impressive, especially when you compare it to the 120 a game that the Rockets are putting up. And One of the Rockets players that doesn't get a lot of attention is Clint Capella. I'm really impressed with his performance. They're averaging 47 rebounds a game, and he's coming up with 14.5 of those. Um, So I think he's someone to be paid attention to as well. How do you feel about Clint?
4: Well, I I really think he – well, you know, most of these teams that are really good, like Houston – it's not about the superstars when it really comes down to it. Yes. They get you all the points. They get you all the glamor, but it's all the dirty work. And Clint Capella is one of those guys. I would say Tucker as well for Houston. And really, I think Austin rivers as well. These three put in a lot of effort on defense. They also continue. I mean, you know, Clint Capella just dunks basically every time he touches the ball. So you have to keep a body on them. These other guys that are spot up three point shooters and defenders, Uh, you know, ton of screen and roll, of course, with, Um, uh, Russell Westbrook and uh, Harden. Um, So almost all these guys are into the screen and roll games, but I just think this Houston team is way more talented against a golden state team. The problem is this number double digits on Christmas Eve as a, as a road favorite. That sounds like death to me. Um, I just can't lay that kind of number. Uh, You know, Houston, I think when you play their games, they play so up tempo that I think you got to look at the over here, even though the Golden State doesn't score a lot of points. I think Golden State's going to get one hundred and ten, but I think the war, I think the Rockets could get one hundred and thirty on their own. Um, so I think you have to play the over here. The Rockets' defense is somewhat suspect. They're not a team that really puts the effort in until it really comes down to crunch time. Really, the last game should have gone over. They should have been three straight overs. They only scored like thirty points total uh, between the two teams in Sacramento last night, uh, Well, actually Monday night, but. Otherwise, they would be going into three straight overs. The first half, I think they scored one hundred and thirty-two or something like that to total. So, I think this game goes over here. Uh, of course, this is uh, you know Golden State. If you haven't seen the new arena, at least tune in to see that the new arena. Wow, it's I know impressive. they haven't put any they haven't put any uh, good basketball there yet, but I like this. Uh, I think I think they'll play pretty well the first half, and I think that'll give us over here. So, let's take the over two twenty-seven and a half um, Rockets at the Warriors.
3: All right, moving right along. I think this one's going to be for me anyway. The matchup of the day is going to be the Clippers and the Lakers. Uh, Clippers are 22 and 10. Lakers are 24 and 6. Clippers have been a little bit splotchy lately. They're doing that win one, lose one, win one, lose one thing, and that I always find that really difficult to handicap because I don't really know how you're going to be feeling on any given day. Um, they're coming off a loss to OKC, 118 to 112. But the Lakers are coming off three losses in a row. Granted, they're to good teams: the Nuggets, the Bucks, and the Pacers. Um, because they won, uh, but they won the seven in a row before that. Um, so I'm going to ask you first: what number did you get? Just in case my lines are off.
4: Yeah, I see the Clippers here at favored by two, which okay, is pretty right. surprising. Uh, uh, and the total of 223. I thought this would be the Lakers favored by one or two. Just obviously they both play in the same arena, but it is the Lakers with the home court advantage. Uh, their 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 logo is on the center court and they're going to have the fans because uh, it's going to be the Lakers season ticket holders. Uh, but I think it has a lot to say with uh, LeBron being banged up here. And, you know, the Lakers on, on a current, like you said, three game skid. I just think the Clippers are a better version of the Lakers. And That's what about my AD? Big take when you
3: Wasn't he day-to-day also? Anthony Davis and LeBron were both day-to-day, weren't they?
4: Yes. I, I, I worry a little less about Anthony Davis. I think, you know, sometimes they list these players. I'm pretty sure they're both going to play. Anthony Davis, um, you know, being a much younger player than LeBron. I mean, when you get to LeBron's age, you just don't come back from injuries as quickly um, or as successfully. So I think the Clippers – or the Lakers, uh, I think AD will actually have a really big game. But I just don't think LeBron will be at his top. I think if you play this game, you got to take the Clippers minus two. Remember the first matchup, Clippers were the home team to open the season. Clippers won without Paul George, 112-102. to And it was the defense of the Clippers that was the, the key down uh, late in that game. I think that's the key. Again, I think the Clippers have the best defense in the league. They have the best three individual defenders in the league at right. at their position. When you put them all on one team together, That's a pretty tough matchup, and then, of course, uh, you know, Paul George returning gives you a huge lift, uh, one of the top shooting guards in the league and playing very well since returning.
3: Right. All right, so let's go to the the Penguins. I'm in the wrong sport. All right, the Pelicans and the Nuggets. Now, despite Brandon Ingram, he's averaging about 25 points a game. um, the Pelicans are still 8-23. and 23. I really expected more out of this Pelicans team, and I know that they've been injured, um, but with big names like Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and like pretty much every Duke player that ever played on their roster, I just expected more. Um, they've won two of their last 10, so it's unimpressive. And now they're going into Denver. Denver is hot. They're 21-8. and eight. They are so, so good. Uh, Jokic's been averaging 17 points and 10 rebounds. That guy's insane. And Jamal Murray... Don't know. If, don't know if you remember him. He was a guy out of Kentucky, but that dude is dropping bombs. He is clutch. Um, so I have Denver minus eight and a half. What do you have?
4: I even see. I see an eight and a half, nine and a half. I even see a ten out there. Uh, so this one's all over the place. You've got to shop this one around. Total of two twenty. I think is pretty much the consensus out there for the total. Interesting matchup, though. That number, if you can get it at 10, I think you kind of got to take the underdog here. I always think these Christmas Day games seem to be a little closer than what people expect, even in what you looks like a one-sided game. I remember sometimes these Knicks teams would always end up on these Christmas Day games just because of uh, back in the day when it's Carmelo playing there. but And they weren't very good, but they, a lot of times they covered because these lines just get out of hand. I Denver, definitely the hotter team. This Pelicans team, if you look at the, the individual sum of their parts, they have a lot of good... Solid players. I think a lot of people. Um, obviously, Zion is the big question or the big, uh, you know, what everybody's focused because he's not there and out injured right now. But if you look at the the players, they've got a lot of guys I think that could be uh, up at the trade deadline. Um, I love Drew Holiday. Uh, you know, Ball obviously has not had a good year, uh, but I think Holiday. I. I yeah, I, I. You know, I love. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Brandon Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram is a budding superstar. He just needs to stay healthy, maybe get a little stronger. It kind of reminds me of a young Kevin Durant, you know, so wiry, so tall. He can just shoot, he can just rise up and shoot over everybody. This team almost beat the Lakers, uh, what was it, about three or four weeks ago when it was the first time uh, uh, AD returned to New Orleans. I think New Orleans will step up big here. I think, you know, players love playing on Christmas Day. They really step up. I think the Pelicans getting, if you can get that at double digits, even at nine and a half, I would still play them. I think this is A much closer game. I like these big underdogs on uh, Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day usually. And I'm going to stick with the New Orleans Pelicans. This one is don't look at the stats. You look at the stats, you're never going to take the Pelicans here.
3: (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) One tip that uh, you gave me or that you've given all of us, I guess, is uh, to look out that it's really hard to win in the NBA at double digits. And so now when I'm looking through NBA cards, I always pay attention to anything with a double digit on it. Um, so real, well, quick, especially
4: especially when you look at primetime games, when these, when, you know, when you think about it, you're you, you know, you spend your whole career, you, you, you know, you, or your whole childhood growing up watching NBA on Christmas Day, TNT, ESPN, these feature games. Once a player gets to that point and you're getting double digits, you know, they want to they want to play at their best. You know, everybody, all their friends, their boys growing up, uh, you know, their families watching them. They want to perform just as good as the team that's favored by double digits. So I think that's the case here. I think New Orleans steps up in a big way. I don't think they're going to win outright, but I do think this is a, a much closer game. Make Denver really work for this one. And, uh, you know, I think it's a good way to finish off uh, Christmas night on our uh, M- 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 NBA hump day here.
3: <laughs> NBA hump day. I like it. Okay, so yep. real quick, we've only got a few minutes left, but I want to do a little Christmas game with you. I'm going to give you a team, and you tell me what – you would give that team for Christmas, all right? All right, so, all right. So, what would you give the Houston Rockets for Christmas?
4: I really think what they need is another shooter. I, I would think JJ Reddick would be a huge. Oh, love I, you Yeah, a Duke I think fan. He, I would love that. I think he's going to be on the move. I think uh, when as soon as he got picked up by New Orleans, I was like, "Why is he going there?" Zion isn't going to come in and make them a a contender right now. A few years down the road, yes, maybe. But I think they got him. I think, you know, now it's obviously they're not going to make the playoffs. I think uh, maybe Zion they're talking about maybe sets out most of the season. I think he would be a player that would fit re- really well there. But any really good shooter, Houston, they just need to surround because Russell Westbrook's not a great shooter. You know, Fair and enough. that that's what they missed when they traded Chris Paul. Chris Paul was a very good three-point shooter.
3: Yep. Okay, so what would you give the Warriors for Christmas? And you can't stay Steph Curry.
4: Well, he'll, you know, the good thing about the Warriors is they're going to have back uh, both Curry and Thompson here in the next probably month and a half, two months. Um, but I don't think either one, I don't think anybody in Golden State wants to win a whole lot of games. That's They would really like to end up with the top uh, three pick in the lottery. And that would put them in for one of the superstars just coming out of the draft. And they can either trade that, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about they're uh, going to be up for Giannis. Um, you know, so if the Greek freak goes there, maybe they trade, um, and and get another veteran. I, I, I think this Golden State Warriors team next year, I think they're going to be the best team in the league again, because of how bad they are this year.
3: All right. tanking for Tua all over again, basketball version. Okay. So what would you give the Pelicans for Christmas? Mm Mm-hmm.
4: I think the Pelicans needed to acquire draft picks. So like J.J. Redick, I, I would even try to trade Drew Holiday. I don't know what the trade market is because he makes a whole lot of money. Um, but you got to surround more young players around Zion because Zion, nineteen twenty years old, isn't going to be a superstar next year. A couple years, yes, and if you put another a bunch of guys that are on these cheaper contracts around him, this Pelicans team could be one of the best teams in the league in, say, two to three years.
3: I believe it. Like I said, tons of Duke players. There's a lot of young talent on that team. All right, Craig. Well, we have got to wrap it up because I've got presents to get home and wrap up. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, we'll be right back with you. Nick Gieber's going to come back and recap all the picks of the day, and you guys have a safe and merry happy holiday.
1: Welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays. Well, we've had a very busy show today. We covered NBA, we've colored Covered college football bowls because there are a lot of them, and of course, it's Christmas time to have some eggnog, open some presents, and hear how disappointed everyone is with what you bought them. No, just kidding. All right, let's get to it. Let's recap our picks for the day. Uh, we started off with Higgy Smalls with some NBA picks, Celtics at Raptors, take the Celtics plus four, Bucks at Sixers, take the Bucks plus three and a half. And Sean's bowl game pick, we did Arizona State at Florida State. The Sun Bowl, take Florida State, plus four and a half. Moving right along, we had Chippy Chicken Dinner Chirimbus. We did three bowl games. Western Kentucky versus Western Michigan, take the over. I believe that was the first responders bowl. And then Georgia Baylor, take the under. Oregon at Wisconsin, that would be the Rose Bowl, take the under. Georgia Baylor, of course, the sugar bowl. All right. And... Finally, we had some NBA picks from Craig. Rockets at Warriors take the over 227.5. Clips at Lakers take the Clippers minus two. And Pelicans at Nuggets take the Pelicans plus nine and a half. Those are our picks for today, Christmas Day 2019. Hope you have a wonderful day. Lots of great gifts, family, friends, laughing, sports. Great time to be had by all, and don't forget, picksandparleys.net. We've got lots of free picks for you there, absolutely free. And when you're ready, our expert picks from any one of our 35 handicappers are there for you. Load up your basket, use promo code BOWL, and get 15% off. All right, I'll be back with you tomorrow, same time, same place, same channel, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, and throughout the day on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Till then, Merry Christmas. And remember, bet, win, repeat.